G'day Trendsetters, this is uh, episode 619 of the Transmove podcast. My name is Tim Mack, and if you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website, trainsmooth.com, or send me through an email, tim at trainsmooth.com. Now, um, what's been going on in my little world? I've, um, um, oh, geez, I'm, you, you would think I would come up with something before hitting record on the um, podcast. Um, my rehab at the moment's going, you know, my Achilles, it's, I could bloody write a book about this thing, it's bigger than Ben-Hur. I've, um, I did a run going back, memory like a bloody fish, um, a couple of weeks back, it just six to, it was, you know, everything was going, tracking all right with rehab and I'm thinking, you know, you know, your little beauty, things going well. And so I decided you know, you know well, with the help from the physio let's go do a six times one minute run let's see what happens so it's six times one minute running one minute walking and my daughter actually said oh, i'll come along with you and my daughter doesn't walk to the letterbox so i said yeah sounds good and so we, we often i just feel amazing you know it was good to run again because it'd been over a month since i'd run and, and I'm thinking, you little ripper, everything felt perfect. I just wanted to keep running. And four days later, um, was going to be 10 times one minute running, one minute walking. And it's all, you know, all I'm excited because there's progress. And so I start running and I'm in my third one minute and then crack my Achilles goes again and this time it felt worse and I'm barely li- and I'm limping everywhere and, and I'm thinking why did this happen I've been doing all, everything the physio is telling me because why go backdating a, a, a little in June uh, in June last year a, uh, a few days after completing an Ironman I walking across the street my Achilles went and so I decided to rehab that one myself, going back because I kept pushing a lot of notes from when I did my Achilles the year before. And um, so I thought I'd just follow that sort of pro, pro process that it, that it was done. And then when I hurt my Achilles, um, well, I don't know, a couple of months back or whatever it was, um, I thought, right, this do-it-yourself business. I'm going back to the physio. So I went back to the physio, and I've been following his um, advice as we're going. Anyway, I, cr- I crack it because I'm thinking I'm doing everything properly, and I can't even get through to th- my three minutes here of running. And so I thought, bugger it, I'm going to just get a second opinion here and go to a different physio. And generally, um, I did, generally when it comes to this, and I tell athletes that have got to go to a physio i'll give them this advice ring around ask about ask the you know do you have you got a lot of experience working with runners in particular runners because you know it's it's more of a that harder impact on the body and i, I didn't do that i thought right i used to go to this oh this physio before um but once the, the guy that i was seeing moved who i used to think walked on water uh, once he moved to queensland I, I stopped going to this place and rang around and did that sort of thing so i thought i'm just going to go back to there and see what they do and i i've just booked into anyone and i and i go there and this lady walks in who um didn't um 
I'm going to sound like a douche here, but she didn't look like she's run a step in her, in her life. But that doesn't bother me because I'm not after her running experience. I'm after her, her wisdom and knowledge on how to heal me. Within the first two minutes, well, we, we spoke for about five, ten minutes, and then as soon as she laid a finger on me, she found straight away my soleus is super tight and super weak compared to the rest of me. Yeah, um, or that area, and she goes, "There's your issue there." She, she, she just pinpoint it, and the more I think about it, um, the more angry and upset I get about my to myself. Um, I, I don't, you know, the uh, the other physio, when I told him that I, I, I feel tight in my in my calves, and I did always thought there were the issues came from the calves. And he basically got me to do like a stretch test. So it was like, put your um, toes against the wall, now stretch. Can you hit the wall? Yeah, obviously. Move it back two centimetres, move it back two centimetres, move it back two centimetres. Can you keep hitting the wall? And he goes, oh, you got plenty of flexibility. And didn't really play with it. And I'm not blaming him because he wants me to get um, running. But he wants his patience to you know rehab and rehab properly and mend properly and be super fit and super strong and with no issues that's what that's what his goals are i'm angry and upset with myself because i really knew better and i know better and i should have asked more questions and i should have probed more but i had this philosophy since um 33 years old i remember it nicely when i when i was um debunkering my life so to speak and going through absolutely everything that irritates me about myself one of the things I highlighted big time was I was uncoachable and especially as a kid I was really really uncoachable as a kid thought I knew everything and so from that day on I thought right if ever I go to a coach or a um, you know that sort of thing I've got a hundred percent buy-in a hundred percent and I've done it since, and you know I've worked with coaches. I've worked with. Um, yeah, it's funny because I've worked with um, tri coaches that have worked for years with Brett Sutton. I've worked who would you know they say, oh, we're going to lower your cadence down to sixty five RPM. We're going to do this that. I just did it, no questions asked. I then worked with um, was went did an Ironman under him. I then very shortly after decided to do my own programming again but I was getting lazy on the bike so I got a cycling coach and he only just a couple of years prior was racing the Tour de France and stuff like that first thing he says we've got to lift that cadence up to 95 rpm or 90 rpm so no questions I just did exactly and it's been going on like that um, the whole time I get it I think oh, I need a bit of help with swimming I'll get a swim coach I need a bit of help with I'm a bit lazy with the strength training I'll get a strength and conditioning coach it's funny though on a side note there's only I've, I've had um, uh, a half a dozen well, eight or so different coaches over the, the last 12 years and there's only one I really talk about a lot and it was the first one Alan Pittman oh god I love that man and on an extremely side of the side of the side note, um, the thing about Alan Pittman, but I, I have thought about going back to him several times, and even though he's pretty well retired from coaching, and um, 
but he's got a soft spot for me, and I reckon I could talk him into it, but I would just drive him insane now because he's all about getting that head right, coaching that head. Everything's based about around confidence and um, building everything as mentally toughening as possible. While I'm looking at numbers, I'd be saying, well, what about this? This power said that. My heart rate did that. He would drive him insane. But anyway... Um, I bloody forget where I was going. I've gone off this on so many points here. Um, anyway, yes, the the physio. <laughs> God's sake, I'm hopeless. Um, so I never questioned him. The the physio. He says to do this, do this, do this, and I always did it. And and I we've yeah no questions asked. And so when I went to this other physio lady, and she pointed straight away. I'm thinking, of course that's it. I know that's it. Um, I I feel like an idiot. Um, there's no other words about I could probably use apart from I feel like a complete another moron. Um, angry with myself, disappointed with myself, and um, and I only blame myself for that. And and leading into the re- reoccurrence of my injury, um, yeah, it's easy to say it's you know obviously it's mersolius it's it's um super tight and um very very weak we've been focusing um when we're doing all these calf raises and stuff the old physio was getting me to do do them straight legged not bent legged and so we've we've got a we've we're basically doing the exact same stuff the other one was getting me to do but it's more a hell of a lot more bent legged work and and cupping and um, a lot more rele- releasing of the the muscle. So that we're working on that. But leading into that last injury and the one straight after Ironman, and there was a lot of focus on um, decreasing. For, and this is my fault. This is a hundred percent on me. This is a hundred percent my thought patterns at the time. I got obsessed. I did everything the physio was telling me to do, and then once I get to a certain level. Level, um, I, I kept what, focusing more on volume and and getting those sessions in because I'm looking at the time, the, the calendar's ticking away, and I'm thinking, geez, I got a half Ironman coming up here. I, I got to get my finger out. I got to get this this crap done. And so I'd be wearing super soft shoes. I'd be wearing. Uh, there, there was always. Um, a driving f- um, factor to decrease the force and then all of a sudden when I'm doing these um, intervals I'm in harder shoes and um, I mean and they're still softer shoes they're, no, I was in Nike Pegasus and I'm thinking geez I need to do another 20k run tonight and uh, my feet aren't feeling right and so on goes the um, Nike, Nike Invincibles because they're super soft and there was a, a, a lot of that going on so the, and um, that was another big issue, and that one hi- I highlighted virtually straight away <laughs> once I went back through everything. Um, but but another thing, the the new physio lady um, said because I, I was telling her the old the old physio guy was saying I've got something wrong with one of the the plates underneath my um, or behind my Achilles that's. Every time I do all this strong kicking in the water, it flares up, and I feel like I've got Achilles pains, but it's it's not. Anyway, she's poking around, and she goes, "No, that's not. That's there's nothing wrong there. She, she it's it's the it's your soleus here that's causing that those issues." And 
And I'm thinking, well, of course it is now that you've just pointed this out at me. So I feel so stupid um, and just angry with myself. Every time I think about it, I just want to give myself an uppercut. But anyway, bloody hell, I've been talking for 12 minutes. Um, Geez, sorry. Uh, today's question comes from Wayne, who writes: He's just uh, done a seventy point. He's just registered for seventy point three Western Sydney, which I think is in mid September. Um, how would you suggest I manage at the age uh, manage the age issue of sixty three years old in terms of rest days, even in building phase um, and multiple sessions per per day? So, I don't know if it's an issue. Um, your age issue. Um, you you got to. I was actually asked just not that long ago on um, how 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 do I coach differently for men and women? Because I co- I coach a few women and I coach yeah mostly men, but I think I've got four or five um, females I coach. And the answer is always the exact same. Is I don't coach them any different i coach everyone individually which makes everyone different um so i would so i wouldn't um imagine that's an issue your age I'd, um you're not obviously going to be able to do um what a 23 year old can do for instance um but having said that you know i was just mentioning him alan Pittman. he's um what crikey he was born in um he's in his 70s he's um he was born in 1948 what so it makes him you know a little bit little bit older and he he but mind you he's he's been training for decades but you so Fast forward to race day, and you look at the race. What what it is? More times than not, Western City. It's it's swimming in the Regatta Centre out at Penrith, which um, nice 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 part of the world. I used to live at Penrith. Um, that more times than not, it's going to be a non wetsuit swim. You, the sun goes out there for two and a half minutes, and that Regatta Centre feels like a bathtub. So, um, but not always. It will. So you, you have to be prepared that you're going to be swimming with non wetsuit. So you've you've got to mark that that off. You've got to make sure you you're able to swim freestyle and not s- sticking a pull buoy in between the legs a hundred percent of the time. Um, and then the bike course. The bike's generally super flat, um, relatively smooth roads. A um, little bit of technical bits here and there, but it's mostly. S- smooth and flat so now you can look at the demands on that and go right well i could probably ride a lower cadence um but you are going to have to be a little bit efficient with a higher cadence at certain parts to get that back up the speed um but you could probably i'm and i'm completely guessing because i don't know really much about you if not anything about you um you could you could probably ride that course in an aero position um it's seven anywhere between 70 and 80 rpm pretty comfortably um just you'll use more you know you'll you'll need less oxygen to those working muscles with um with a lower cadence and if you're a stronger athlete i think that would play play well for you and if 
unless you're willing unless you can put a lot more volume in it I'd, it actually seems like a, a decent option and the run was you know pretty well super flat i think you go over that little um the olympic overpass thing on on the run so you might have an elevation of one and a half meters throughout the run um so so now you you've got the demands of the of the race now you can just start working your way backwards as for as for recovery you at at that age let's go i i if you're going to have a rest day I, I like to pencil it in on on a Friday. So the thing is with life circumstances generally get in the way. So if you have Monday off, and I understand why athletes like to take a Monday off, for instance, because it's the start of the week, I'm going to, you know, have every Monday off. Um, so they take the Monday off, Tuesday sounds good, Wednesday's, you know, training well, all of a sudden you've got life circumstances, got it gets in the way, now you've got Thursday off. Um, because you can't train that day. Now you've got two days off in in a week, and um, you, you're just losing, you know, potential training training hours there. So generally, what I like to do is, if if an athlete's having a day off, um, I generally pencil it in on a Friday. Because if life circumstances happen during, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we've we now have Friday to play with. Not so much catch up, but we can manipulate that week to um, get the most out of your training. Still, having said all of that, I get, with most athletes, not all, but most, I give very, very, very limited training days, um, rest days, I should say, um, because I like athletes. I, I, I like athletes to take control of their own recovery. So if they are tired, um, they're sore or whatever, I, I say start the session, do do the warm-up. If you're feeling good, then you can continue, see what happens. Some of the best sessions you know people ever do is because you know they were questioning whether they should even do the sessions 20 minutes prior. They feel crap, they feel tired. I was gonna, not going to do it, but I started warming up and all of a sudden I felt amazing and I just plucked out, you know, three-minute PB on the, <laughs> on the bike and, uh, you know, in power output and... But then I say, if you get to you know the warm up, you still you end of the warm up, you're feeling crap still, you're just tired. Cut all intensity out of the training, and, and but keep the volume. And if you get a little bit further in and you're still feeling tired, you're just miserable, jump off or stop what you're doing and call it a day. And and but don't play catch up. Um, just move on to the next day. So and so I give them those that power to to control that side of things and then on so if they are tired they can take that rest day if need be or life circumstances gets in the way they had no plans you know they had no plans to have a rest day but all of a sudden they've got a bit of a family function on or now they've got a day off here or a day off there and it generally does it i do add re- recovery all the all the all the time so there will be easy days scattered throughout throughout the weeks um, sometimes I'll just give their legs a rest day, what, um, but they'll be doing stuff in the pool. Um, so it it, it depend, depends um, what your current level of fitness is, what your goals are, your available training hours, and um, and your your resilience is what your body can handle, what it can't handle, but. 
I would focus mostly on getting some good aerobic volume in. Um, again, 70.3, what's the demands of that race is a lot of time out on the course. So you've got to get a lot of time in um, training. So you start working that. And as you get fitter and stronger doing volume, swim, bike, run volume, lifting weights, hopefully at 63, you're lifting weights once or twice a week, hopefully, Um you are able to absorb more load and then now you can start adding some intensity into it and 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 then you're still recovering through that volume and now you can add a little bit more and become super specific for that event so you might go i'm gonna on uh, on the bike i'm going to hold let's say 200 watts a nice easy round number 200 watts so now you start tailoring that bike to be able to handle 200 watts so if, um, in your training. Um, you might go, right, well, two weeks out from the race, I want to hold three three times or four times 40 minutes at 200 watts. How? What am I going to have to do from two weeks out to hold that? And you pencil back for four weeks' time. What, what would I need to do to do that? And you can slowly work your way back on what you can and you can't do. And then you keep good training logs and then you learn from what's working, what's not working. And the most, one of the most important things you can do with a training, your normal training logs in Training Peaks, Final Surge, Today's Plan, they all generally have this, is um, how you feel. And they, a lot of them have the smiley face or frown face or whatever. Just click that, you get the instant, um, you know, what, it, what that session was. So when you're going back, you can go, geez, I can't remember this session feeling terrible and then you look at it, it's terrible 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 all of a sudden every tuesday saying terrible and you think what i feel terrible on all these vo2 days now you can now you've got some information on what can you do what's going on the day before or also and do you need to move this session is this session too hard for for this day or so anyway i'm gibbering so um all the best with it keep us updated if you have any other questions, jump on through to the website, trainsmooth.com. And sorry about talking for 22 minutes. Until next episode, hooroo.